You're listening to Every Last Drop Podcast. Join me, Danny, Nick, and sometimes Luke as we explore the relationship between philosophy and art. If you enjoy today's show and want to contribute to what we're doing, visit everylastdroppodcast.com slash contribute. We greatly appreciate your support. Enjoy the show. you that's the question you know i'm i'm not doing too 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 bad oh, i myself. thought you were gonna say i'm not doing too good <laughs> i was gonna say that's sad we don't want them to know that <laughs> no I'm, I'm i'm been i've been all right i've been pretty busy with work um as have i um yeah, yeah. but you know it's in a good way mm-hmm. in a good way yeah in fact yeah. let me let me just give a brief and quick announcement um this is sort of impromptu but i, I think it's it's a little bit of housekeeping, you know, if uh, if you will. Uh, I I would say that th- this podcast, just being honest, and I and I touched on this a little bit last time we recorded, which is like a, over a month ago now. Uh, but it, in terms of priorities, my priorities list, if you look at it like a totem pole, let's say, like this is near the bottom of the. Totem this is pole underground now. now. Yeah, this is this is like you know a hundred feet under. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> No, th- this is one of the things that I would consider to be at the bottom of the totem pole. Uh, as I get more and more into pro audio and, and music production and mixing and recording and so on and so forth, that is a business that I actually want to pursue. Mm. Uh, creating music, helping me people create music, that is a business that I want to pursue. Uh, and that is something that I've been devoting pretty much whatever free time I do have mm-hmm. to that. Um and this podcast has suffered. And, you know, we just haven't made an intentional effort to really sit down and record anymore. But, you know, I just... We're trying to get back into it. Yeah, we're trying to get back into it. I do enjoy podcasting. I think it's a lot of fun. But, you know, you only have so much time on your hands. And I've been so busy with work. Yeah. And, you know, well, we're dealing with uh, some complicated circumstances right now in yeah. business, and which requires more of my attention to to be present in, in dealing with those issues um so you know it, it it is what it is this this podcast is going to be taking on a much lesser role uh, in my life uh so don't expect like consistent weekly or even every other week releases uh hopefully we we can at least get you know one out the door every month i don't think that's too much to ask once once a month right Shouldn't, nah, shouldn't be too that, difficult. That shouldn't be a problem. We can pro- we can probably commit to at least once a month, but even then, no promises because some months things can get insane for me, and then I I still can't promise anything. So that that's the main gist of this is I, I'm no longer going to make any promises, and I also need to make some updates. Like I haven't updated the website in a little bit here, but uh, I'm going to also I'm, I think I'm going to cut the every last drop club. Not that anyone actually signed up to join, but <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of a moot point even um, referencing it. But uh, if anyone was considering joining, I can't believe I'm actually going to say this, but I'm actually going to encourage you not to not to give us money. 
Like, don't don't join the club is what I mean. If you want to leave us a donation, more than happy to Different accept story. that. story. But yeah. I just want to let you guys know, if, if you're going to give a donation via PayPal... Uh, don't do- expect anything. <laughs> a donation is, a, is exactly that. It's a donation. It's not a quid pro quo. So yeah. it's not this for that. Whereas if you joined the Every Last Drop Club, then I would be, in return, promising a set of... Uh, benefits mm. in in return for your financial support. And it's not that I don't want you to be in the club and it's not that I don't want to offer benefits in return for your money, but I just don't have the time to follow through on it. And you know what? I don't want to be taking your guys' money and then promising you stuff and then not delivering on it and then getting angry mail like where's this, where's that? Sorry, I'm just behind. And no, I don't I don't want to, I don't want the headache. Mm. So no more Every Last Drop Club. Feel free to give donations. Uh, what is it? Everylastdroppodcast.com slash contribute. That'll still be up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if we are getting more donations, I mean, sure, this is fun, but it gives you more of an incentive and, and motivates you to make more. Podcasts, absolutely. You know? Yeah, so. definitely. You know, financial incentives always do that. But yeah, um, yeah you know, I would encourage you guys, you know, if... Uh, if you enjoy the show, if you, we have about 15 or 16 episodes out currently. If any one of those you like, and so certainly some of those episodes, I, I put in some hours editing them. Uh, in particular, some of those interviews we did with the artists and editing in the music and such. Mm. Like, that was real work. That was not a cakewalk. Like, it didn't just assemble itself. Uh, I had to spend time on that. Uh, so I would just ask, you know, if, if, if you enjoy any of that stuff, if, if you've heard any of those interviews and you thought they were they were fun to listen to, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to challenge you: donate one dollar, yeah. one dollar. That's it. So easy. Yeah, I could do and, it. Right uh, now. Yeah, exactly. I could donate a dollar to myself. I can afford it. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, you don't have to do that, but I would encourage you: is is it just a challenge? You know, if you enjoy it, one dollar. Mm-hmm. If you don't enjoy it, then you know. I don't even know why you're listening. Mm. Um, you're wasting your time, I guess. I don't. I don't like listening to things that I'm not into. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, I, I sort of had this experience. Um, I'll tell a quick anecdote here. Uh, I was listening to a podcast, and, and my podcast feed has just dramatically changed uh, in the last few months. I would say, um, basically, there's there's like there's three general topics that are in my podcast feed, podcasts that I subscribe to that cover basically three big topics. There's mm-hmm. there's politics, there's uh, audio and pro audio and songwriting, production, all, all that kind of stuff under that umbrella. Mm-hmm. And then there's Whitmaking. basketball. <laughs> yeah. Soon to be Whitmaking. <laughs> hint, hint. Uh-huh. Nick Schrader is, gonna, is spinning off and doing his own podcast. I am. Yeah, you're, uh... fly, you're flying solo now. Yeah, well, you know, now and then. That was that was, yeah. that was a pun. Did you catch that? Since you're a private pilot, oh, no. you're flying I, solo. I missed that, dude. I missed that. Yeah, no, that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, but uh, yes. So back to my anecdote. I was listening to one of these sports podcasts. Well, it's specifically about basketball, mm-hmm. uh, NBA basketball, and uh, it was usually I, I enjoy them and I think they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I thought it was basically just two people talking about 
you know how like those ta- tabloid magazines that you see at the grocery store checkout line? That's oh, like, yeah, yeah. Look who such and such is dating now and trouble in the relationship yeah. and he was caught cheating and blah blah blah. Dick Cheney's and, a robot. And look and look who was uh no, not now. I'm not even talking about the conspiracies. I'm just yeah, talking yeah. about the drama. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that are it's like gossip rags that yeah. talk about relationship drama. Yeah, that's all this episode was about. Did you see such and such? He was he was spotted going out to dinner with such and such guy, and he was joining them. What was he doing? And I and I and I listened to about ten to fifteen minutes of it before I was just like, oh, I've had enough of this. Crap. Yeah, like I'm not subscribing to this podcast anymore. Right. And the funny thing is, like. That was the first time I heard an episode from that podcast that actually had that crap in it. People so, love that stuff, man. People just go crazy for that stuff. I never could me, get into it. Not me, not me. Uh, that that was like to me, I, I, I had zero tolerance. I yeah. I cut that podcast from my feed after it's that. Like, are we back in high school? Like or I deleted what? that podcast from my feed. Yeah. I was like, No, nah, yeah. no more. No more. No more. So I just decided that that was it, you know? Yeah. I, so sure. you know, I don't, I don't consume things that I'm not uh, interested in. Mm-hmm. Why well, do it? You know, if there's other yeah. things that you are interested in, you're just wasting time and keeping yourselves from that. Mm-hmm. What are some things that are typically in your YouTube diet, so to speak? Um, science is a huge science. one. I just love watching people who like, have access. What kinds to... of science? Let's go a little bit more specific. Uh, like sure, sure. Weather related science, since you're yeah, big into that. Definitely that. Tornadoes, Tornadoes water spouts, lightning. I like chemistry. I love chemistry videos where some dude has access to 20 pounds of flash power, uh, flash powder. Power. Flash, flash power. power. <laughs> yeah. What pretty, is that? It's pretty it much. sounds like he can make lightning on his own. Yeah. No, this guy has like, it's a type of gunpowder that's extremely explosive. And, uh, you know, he'll just take it out. He's got hundreds of acres and just put it on a stump and he lights it. And then you just watch the whole stump explode. Just crazy things like that. Explosion videos are great. Um, chemistry videos are good. I started watching some cooking videos. I was gonna say, man, Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, we, I've you show me one, and I, I got me really interested. Yeah, it's easy to get into that stuff, you know. Cause yeah, you, I, 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 I enjoy cooking. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to to not cook. that great at it, but yeah, you know. neither am I. It's that's why I've been wanting to. I I recently uh, have been interested in eating salmon. Salmon. Yeah, yeah. salmon. That's how, that's how he says salmon. Yeah, cut the salmon. Cut the salmon. Score it. <laughs> Score On a bit of herbs. Herbs. On a, on a bit of herbs. <laughs> yeah. Rosemary. Yeah. So I found Gordon Ramsay. Some I didn't even oil. know who he was until like probably three months ago. Well, no, three weeks ago. And I just came across a video on how to cook salmon and it was him. So I was watching all these videos of him in his own kitchen, in his own house, preparing and-, and, and Legit you know, kitchen. Yeah cooking different meats and stuff. I was like, cool, I want to learn some of this stuff. And then like the fifth video I clicked on, it's like him on the show called Hell's Kitchen. And he's like screaming at all these like cooks and stuff. And I'm thinking, what the heck happened to this guy? Yeah, it's just the drama, I, I guess. Know. It's TV, it so was, he has to yeah, act he's gotta a certain it way. Yeah. But it was just so funny for me to go from like, well, this guy's pretty cool. He knows his stuff. You know, he's he's Summit. he's down. <laughs> you know, he he's 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 on it, man. He knows to put this in. He knows when to turn this, and he's you know he's very secure. And then he's like screaming at a bunch of people. It's just like crazy contrast. I thought that was so funny. I was like, he has his own YouTube channel, which we just yeah, discovered yeah. here. And that was the one. I was and a lot of those, from. a lot of those videos, he's in his like you say, he's in his home kitchen. Yeah. And and his his family makes a 
you know, an appearance in yeah. his, with his kids in the kitchen. Yeah. Totally different tone, right? Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> Could you imagine so him like yelling at his daughter, yeah, like, right? Hurry you up, idiot! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was so funny. I was like, is this this, this is the same guy, isn't it? It's like, yep. But you know, it's yeah, all do you part think of. He's, the... Do you think he's really like that, or do you think just nah. because it's TV, he just has to act that way, like he's playing a character? <laughs> yeah, essentially. Like, I watched a few of them, and it's like it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> it's funny, but it's I mean, like, come on. The people that he's yelling at, those people realize that. He's acting, right? Uh, or do you think supposedly they don't? But it's 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 like boot camp for cooking, and they're like, "Yes, chef," and it's just like so cheesy almost. It's like, "No, chef, do you do you want me to come over there and, and slam that tilapia on the floor?" They're like, "No, no, chef, I'll do, I'll do." It's just all just kind of cheesy and like, what? How is this supposed to be serious? You know, boot camp. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just, yeah, it's kind of dumb actually. <laughs> But I thought it was well, funny. you know, is is what it is, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm a big YouTube guy. Um, Me too. Seems Good like stuff. probably everybody is. I guess <laughs> everyone loves YouTube, but not as so, many so people you, as you think. You know, some people they've got internet and they're not, never on there. Yeah, but Facebook. Yeah, that's, that's what they. I su- love YouTube much with. more than Facebook. <laughs> Me too. My favorite social platform is is definitely YouTube. Absolutely. Yeah. I I find Facebook to be a waste of time. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just think yeah. it's stupid. Um, I I've actually flirted with the idea of deleting my Facebook account, but like deactivating or permanently deleting. Uh, at least one of those options. Mm-hmm. But I, I this it may sound like I'm making excuses or something, but it seems like it would just be counterproductive because mm-hmm. although I don't really use my YouTube account to, I'm sorry, YouTube account, my Facebook account, even though I'm not like on Facebook 24 seven scrolling through the feed to see what's there and posting my own statuses and blah, blah, blah. I don't do any of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I mean, sometimes I log on and check the feed, but I do it so little now. Like sometimes I, I used to go every day several times and now it's probably like once or twice a day or not at all. Mm. Um, yeah, I, um, but it can be a useful tool for uh, getting in touch with people that I otherwise don't have their phone number or email address true. or anything like Very that, true. Uh, and connecting with people that way, uh, and also vice versa, allowing people to reach me that way, uh, people who that are trying to get a hold of me that don't actually have like my personal phone number, um, mm. and I know that doesn't happen very often. In fact, it happens rarely. But I think, why not? Why not leave that? that channel of communication open. I, I don't think it harms anything. And then the other piece of that is that Facebook account is linked to a couple other Facebook pages that I manage. Uh, so deactivating that account would basically restrict my access to those other pages. Mm-hmm. That I don't really use that often, but again, to me it just seems like rather than deactivate the account, how about you just don't use it very much, mm-hmm. and this and basically you solve the problem without creating another problem. Yeah, because you can see it. you can deactivate it without actually deleting it. You know, it just shows up right. as you not existing anymore, which is the same thing that you would achieve if you just wiped it out. You know, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about something creative, something uh, yeah. something new with creative endeavors. 
Sure. You know, I, we alluded to just a, a few minutes ago here that you were going solo on a, on a podcast. So yeah, what's uh, what's that all going to be about? And I'm sure that the audience for that podcast is going to be much larger than this one. Yeah. So it's not like this is breaking news, <laughs> but for the few people that do listen to this, it's breaking mm-hmm. news for them. So yeah, I, I've started podcast. I've started a podcast called Whipcast. Whipcast, yeah. excellent. And what could Whipcast be about? Yeah, for some of you guys who might just be joining this show. Um, I have a YouTube channel called Nick's Whip Shop where I basically teach um, how to make uh, parachute cord bull whips, like Indiana Jones whips. And I've I've actually um, accumulated a decent following of about 22,000 people now are subscribed to the YouTube channel. And it's so difficult to answer all these people's questions because every day there's there's just a whole bunch of questions that people are asking, like specific things like, can I do this with this type of paracord? And it's like, if I were to go back and type all of these or answer all these people right. on social media, I wouldn't have time to do it. So, And you're not a f- super fast typer to begin with, not right? Not really, no. Not, not, not do, I make a lot of mistakes. I, I can be fast, but I mess up a lot. But Yeah, me too. But yeah, th- this, this, this new podcast is... It's built around me sitting down and literally going on YouTube and scrolling through and reading questions and answering them just on a podcast. So that's only YouTube comments or emails too? Um, YouTube comments first because that's where the most questions are. My personal email, um, Facebook as well. So just pretty much any place where people are asking me questions aside from Patreon. Patreon is I. I'm asked questions by people who are paying me and I will go back to Patreon and prioritize them and I will answer them what you know whatever they need via message. Yeah. Cuz they're they're the ones that are What spend spend a minute or two though just talking about the Patreon cuz that's kind of its own uh its own animal if you will. So what uh, what is your Patreon pay cuz you just sort of mentioned it in passing. Yeah. A lot of people who are listening probably know what Patreon is. Yeah. But if they don't Explain very quickly what it is and what your Patreon page is for. Mm-hmm. Why does it exist? Patreon is is a platform where if you have a cause or you have something that you're doing, uh, people can can give you money. They can subscribe, um, you know, financially, and they can actually yeah. give you. Uh, a monthly amount, yeah. you know, three dollars, five dollars a month, or whatever. That, that's the key, right? Is it's it's a it's a yeah, recurring, it's a recurring thing. payment. Yeah. It's not just a one time donation. So they're subscribing to you uh, for what you do, and it's great for YouTube because you know the ads can only go so far, especially with a channel the size of mine, which is it's it's getting bigger, but still there's not really enough people watching to where I'm making a decent amount of money on it. So this is a way that somebody can have a YouTube channel, and tutorials, people watch your tutorials and they say, wow, you know, these these videos are helpful. I don't demand that they pay me to watch my videos, but I give them a little extra. You can set up some, some perks that you can get exactly with Patreon. Yeah. Um, So just like the every last drop club was supposed to be. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the, the beauty of Patreon is it's, it is, it's a model that's constructed uh, without the advertisers. Mm Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, YouTube is heavily dependent on the advertisers, which yeah, means that, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like with each passing year, the advertisers become a more and more powerful mm-hmm. cog in that machine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and the thing is, unfortunately, and you've seen this in, in certain instances in pop culture where uh, advertisers wield so much influence because they're such a key part of the business model in mm-hmm. terms of 
you know, they're them paying you for ads is a big part of the profit to the point where if they pull their sponsorship from you, like things begin to collapse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And that's happening with YouTube as well as certain mm-hmm. YouTubers. Um, and this wouldn't be a problem for you because you're in a category of essentially something that's completely non-controversial. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people out there that are uh, tackling, uh, so, so, you know, YouTubers that have built quite a large following and they're tackling issues um, that are w- within broader pop culture. You know, they're, they're talking about topics like politics and, you know, pop culture and music and, uh, you know, and they're pontificating. They're, they're giving their opinions about uh, certain things that are happening mm-hmm. within the world. And sometimes those things can be controversial. And, and essentially what you're running into is uh, YouTube is managed by Google, of course, owned by Google rather. And Google is a company that is, uh, let's face it, they're on the left. And one of the things that they're focused on right now is cracking down on so-called hate speech. Um, and, you know, whatever, whether or not you even, like, I'm not, I'm someone who's, I'm kind of skeptical of that term to begin with, to be honest with you, but let's just say you accept it. Um, one of the difficulties with, so, uh, quote, I'm putting air quotes right now to say this, one of the difficulties with hate speech is that it can be a little bit difficult to define what that means exactly. And so you're, you're seeing a lot of YouTubers who, uh, are being hit with, uh, just different things like their their videos are being demonetized which means that yeah, they're not eligible not to receive yeah they're not so videos that are demonetized are not eligible to receive any sort of financial that profit off to of them a few of my videos actually really yeah and it's Why? stupid it's the system is very flawed because just recently uh, Google came out with this thing where like you just said they're flagging people's videos as quote not suitable for all uh, advertisers. And they were saying it can yeah. be things like swearing, it can be things like hate speech like you just discussed. Yet, but there's nothing offensive in what you do. The no. only thing is, oh, maybe did you violate a copyright violation? None whatsoever. But the thing is, man, it said that we automatically, it was automated. Your your video automatically was flagged because something triggered it. Right. And um, there is a little option that says, I believe this thing is suitable for all advertisers. Yeah. You can click check. Contest it. it. And if the video is getting a thousand views or more per week, which I'm I happy to say that it did, um, they'll manually go in there and somebody, a, a real person will actually look at it. So I checked that box and yeah. they came back and said, congratulations, your video is is considered uh, suitable for all advertisers. I'm like, yeah, it's me uh, turning a wood lathe and, right. <laughs> and giving an instruction. Right. So, so the, I want to add, yeah, I, sure. I have a thought in response to that, but yeah. I want to finish this other thought first. Sure. Uh, so what I'm getting at essentially is what what you were just talking about. That YouTube is rolling out this new system of automated flagging things, yeah, and, and it's not working. anyway. Yeah, and so it's it's hitting YouTubers because YouTubers make their money yeah. off of Google AdSense. I think it's called right. Yes, Google AdSense, yep. which is basically Google's arm of paying you through ad mm-hmm. ad revenue. Mm-hmm. So th- so the advertisers are the major role here. They play the major role. Uh, so I want to say something in response, though. Mm-hmm. Um, what I don't like about this, this this new thing they're rolling out, is it's basically taking uh, basically the American idea of how our Constitution was set up le- in the legal system. 
the notion that you're innocent until proven guilty, yeah. it's turning it backwards. So the, what they just did to you is they flagged you, which basically said you're guilty. Now you have to prove your innocence. Yeah, it's like they're drawing names out or drawing video names out of a hat and just saying that one will get that one, that one. They don't even right. they don't even look into it. They just yeah. What, and the thing is, it sounds like it's random. It, it, whether it's random or not is even kind of besides the point. Right. The yeah. point is, you're you're being penalized as if you're guilty yeah. and then they're coming back and saying now you have to prove your innocence mm-hmm. and that is a complete reversal yeah. of you know what I think is good yeah. judicial precedent of like hey you're innocent it's incumbent on whoever is bringing charges against you or whatever to prove right. that you're guilty exactly and here YouTube was saying no Nick you're you're guilty you're you're not yeah. suitable for advertisers we're and so then, let and the so advertisers have, tell me that, or let let somebody flag a video, let somebody complain about right. it. Then maybe, yeah. But and I'm sure then. if you talk to them, they'd be like, "Well, you know, it's a system that's kind of, yeah. and it's early phases, and we're still working the bugs out of it. <laughs> yeah. And sorry that happened to you, and blah blah blah." Yeah. And it's like, well, what if your major video, your one million, your yes. over one million video, what if that one got hit? Yeah, there were a few videos. I probably five or six of them that got hit on my channel. But luckily, all did the you others catch were, them like right when it happened? I I did. Well, I don't know when this thing started happening, but I saw that when I as soon as another thing that makes me, you know, go wow, this is so flawed is as soon as my video was done uploading, immediately it was it it got the little the little yellow exclamation point and said this what? video may be unsuitable. For, yeah, yeah. The see see what I mean. It's just wow. something's up. Something's wrong with that. They really okay. need to fix it. So in light of all this, this is why we talk about Patreon being awesome because yeah. it it you gives you a way to bypass BS. this this yeah. nonsense. Yeah. yeah. You know? And YouTube was a great thing, man. Like, oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, when did you think that YouTube started to like take a turn for, uh, when you for couldn't, the worst? When you couldn't change your background anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, in terms of time frame, like, how many um, years ago did you feel like YouTube was starting to go in the wrong direction probably like three four years maybe five well I'm, yeah, I'm that long underestimating. Ago? probably three years L- let me ask you this before google purchased youtube and they were still independent were they starting to have problems that you know things that you were complaining about yeah, as soon as they integrated google plus and made you have to have a google plus and a youtube and change it, you know, that's when it started going downhill for me. Yeah, I, I hate that. I, I I don't want that. Who, I want a YouTube. No channel. one cares about Google Plus. No. I'm sorry. I, I don't know anybody who talks about no. using their Google Plus account. No, it's just this. Like, and, and I'm sure that the only, like Google probably claims, oh, look, we have this many people signed up for Google Plus. So yeah, because we have to be. We're competing with Facebook. Yeah, it's because you forced people. Yeah. Because anyone, anyone, it's not just YouTube account, dude. It's Gmail. If yeah, you create a Gmail yeah. account, you have a Google you Plus. You get it all. You even you have a YouTube even. Right. You have a YouTube. And I mean, channel. I and I understand like from their point of view, they're just saying like, "Hey, well this makes sense mm-hmm. for us to just give you one account that has everything yeah. linked in." It's like, "Why would you use okay. any other platform? We have Here's it all. here's my response to that. I would say, "Okay, fine. Give me one account, but give me the option like when either when I sign up, like just tell me, you know, here are all the possible services you can sign up for. Are there any that you'd like to opt out of? Because mm-hmm. I would opt out of Google Plus. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't create one. Yeah, or at least allow me to delete it afterwards. Is like, hey, you know, if 
if there's anything in, or here's what comes stock, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You sign up for a Google account and here's everything you get. If you want to remove any of these other things that come with it, go here mm -hmm. and you can delink it or remove it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I would like that because right now it seems like if I were to delete my Google Plus, I, that would mean deleting my entire Google account, right? <sighs> That's scary. Is is that true? It's, uh, I bet it is. Yeah, they're all. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it is. It's definitely something to worry about if you're thinking about trying. Right. At this point, I just leave it. But. Good yeah, question. that's it's not. Question. Doesn't seem like it's a fight worth having. Yeah. You know, what can you and me do against Google anyway? <laughs> you know, good question. We we can delete our channels. So take that, yeah. Google. And be like, uh, who are you again? We don't know who you yeah, even exactly. are. Oh, you use us? Or See, what? that's that's the thing is, you know, you've there's how can how can an, like an alternative pop up at this point? I don't is know. Is it still possible? I'm just, is it possible for like a new YouTube to emerge? I mean, there's Vimeo, but Vim yes. Vimeo is cool, but it's like it's not nearly as robust as YouTube. No, it doesn't have nearly the amount of people who are on it, and uh, I don't even know if they have ads. I don't know. I don't think they do. Well, I don't know. Yeah, YouTube's the big the big dog of videos. That's for right. sure. So who's gonna come? Who's gonna start something new and say, listen? If you're sick and tired of the YouTube nonsense, come to us. Or Facebook, you know? You're tired of Facebook? Here's this. Yeah. When's Google going to try to buy Facebook? That's what I want to know. Mm. Have they already tried? I don't know. I bet you... Zuckerberg just hanging on. I don't know. Facebook should. is huge, dude. You know. It's not like they're... They're probably smaller than Google, but not by a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Not by a lot. Man. So... Yeah, it's, it's yeah so anyways, that was a, a tangent off the track of the Whipcast because we started talking about <laughs> Patreon, wow. which led to YouTube, yeah. which led to this bashing Google, which led to... I just whatever. looked up and saw a tiny little uh, dot of light, which was the opening to the rabbit hole we went down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, that's what we were talking so, about. So we were extolling the virtues of, of Patreon. Hmm. And, and Patreon's not perfect either, by the way, but nothing is. So, But it's right. better than YouTube right now. If yeah. you can make it, and you know you're, you're you're doing okay. Unfortunately, you lost a big patron recently, yeah. but you know you're you're climbing back. Yeah. You're slowly but surely. Yeah. Um. You know you you've got some lofty ambitions. You're you're hoping to, you know you you'd like to get to a point where you're, you've got maybe at least a thousand a month mm -hmm. in in support. That would be so nice because if I if I was able to reach that point, I could I could do so many other. I could put more effort into. You know the videos. That's and less, right. Less into whip making because I'm at the point where my hands are starting to hurt, guys. Right. You know it's it's not. You got to pull these strands pretty hard to make a whip, and mm -hmm. there's three layers, sometimes four in each whip. So right. it starts to hurt, and I'm at the point where I still want to keep going, but not at the level that I have been going. I want to make. Ideally, I'd love to make a whip a month just to stay fresh and, and stay current. Yeah. And keep my skill level up. I but agree. That's just getting to a point where I, I think that this is a, a great opportunity for you. Like you are at the point now where you have built up a certain level of celebrity mm -hmm. in the uh whip community, yeah. I guess we can call it. Yeah, exactly. Uh and, and you're like you're almost like an authority. Yeah. You know? Only there's only a handful of people that you could say are more of an authority than you. Nate, guys like Adam Winrich. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. 
And you've probably got some friends that maybe know more than you, but they, I don't think they have the level of celebrity you do. <laughs> no, it, it's, right? it's funny because, yeah, my YouTube channel is is it's somehow gotten to the point where it's the largest whip related YouTube channel out there. You know, really out of in the world. Yeah, the biggest whip YouTube channel in the world. Wow, which is that says something. It's pretty remarkable. So where I'm going with this is you have a chance in your career to essentially make a pivot to say, I now have enough celebrity and authority. I'm basically just going to be the whip authority person now where like I, I talk about whips and I'm like, I'm a thought leader in the field of whips now, which means the Gordon Ramsay of whips, (laughs) basically, you know, like Gordon still cooks and stuff, but. Um, it yeah. gets to a point, like, let me put it to you this way. Gordon has become a celebrity chef. He has celebrity and authority yeah. in the realm of cooking. And I mean, maybe to a certain degree, he's involved with cooking at his restaurants. But I mean, what do you think the chances are that he cooks at one of his restaurants full time? Head chef there <sighs> every day. Uh, cooking no way. No, not. no. Now he's, he's got people. Mm-hmm. Who can do that for him? He teaches people, trains them in his ways, and then they run stuff for him. They they cook for him, and then he's got managers and all mm-hmm. this, and he just owns the operation, and he goes out there and just promotes his brand. Hmm. That's what it's time for you to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's I've, like move away from act, the actual hard labor yeah. of like manufacturing the whip and yeah. just moving into the realm of teaching teaching yes. yes teaching about whips yeah. talking about them mm-hmm. i think i think you're you're ripe for this so that's what the whip cast is is going to be yeah one of the things that's going to one of the functions that it's going to yeah. serve right at, at some point i'd like to you know and i always want to answer questions on it that's kind of what it's it's, it's built right. upon but i i actually talked to to adam winrich about this um a few days ago, actually, a week, two weeks ago, I don't remember. But uh, yeah, we were in, in Northern Illinois. It was it was me, um, a couple of other friends of mine, Blake Bruning of Trinity Whip Company and Steve Townsend of Townsend Handcraft Whips. And we, the four of us, they and myself and Adam, we just hung out, made a little video that day. Um, but I was talking to Adam and I said, yeah, man, I, I, I would really like to, I told him about the podcast Whipcast and I said, eventually I'd love to interview you guys, you know, you and just other whip makers, whip crackers, anybody who's a performer. And, uh, yeah, I, I told him that and he seemed, you know, he's like, well, all right. he wasn't like, you know, super excited, but he, he always me. gives like these ambivalent yeah. responses yeah. anyway. Yeah. He's just personality. Yeah. He's low key, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you could tell he was. You know, they all kind of like, yeah. If we can, if we can make that happen, let's let's make it happen. You know, they were they were positive about it because, right. You know, up until till now, there really hasn't even been something slightly related to to a podcast designated to to whip. <laughs> right, that's whipping. what I'm saying. It's like you're yeah. you're you're kind of ahead of the curve on all this yeah. stuff, you know. And I I definitely want to see it succeed, and I think yeah. it will. So, you know, the Whipcast is is the next creative as well as business endeavor. Yeah. I would argue that in a lot of ways, those two can, can be the same thing. Mm-hmm. When you're an entrepreneur, things that you do for your business, things that you do in your business to innovate, you are being creative. Mm-hmm. You are flexing the creative muscle. So I think the, the Whipcast is a fantastic idea. I Thank think, you. I wish it would have been done sooner, quite frankly, mm-hmm. but, you know, better late than never. It's mm-hmm. not too late anyway. 
Because so. the first time I had the idea was last year, actually, hmm. to make a podcast about whips. And I was actually in the car with my friend Blake. Um, and I, I ran it by him. I was like, man, I'd, I'd like to do a – because we were discussing what can we do to make the whip community bigger and get more people introduced in, into whips and whip making. And then I was like, I don't know. It would be cool to have a podcast. And he, he was like – I remember he said like, yeah, but what would we talk about? Like how could – and then I at first I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean it's what can we talk about more so is we need to show something. AKA videos, like that's that's where it is. You explain something in a video, you it's visual. You're building something. But I thought, you know, when, when I, started, I was like, no, <laughs> no, there's definitely things that can be said, questions being answered, elaborating on the questions. Like it's yeah, definitely and gonna, interviews because oh, yeah, let's yeah. face it, you know, when you're interviewing a fellow witmaker, I, I I would venture to guess that maybe only. Only thirty to forty percent of the conversation will actually be about whips, and the rest of it is going to yeah, be about life. You're learning who these guys are. Yeah. You're learn. They're telling the story of how they got into this. Yeah, I mean, why it gives, they do it? Let's know? face it. You know, like it. It gives you a chance when you're interviewing somebody. You give them an opportunity to to tell a story, and the story is their life. You know, yeah. People and anytime, that. anytime you're able to put a narrative out there, like people, human beings, like we. We love narrative. Like, oh yeah. We latch on to narrative. Yeah. That's why we read books. That's why we watch movies. Yeah. It's why we watch TV shows. Mm -hmm. Um. At, at at the baseline, all those things are is they're they're, they're narratives. Mm -hmm. Uh. And, and you know, like wit when you're talking to a friend who is a, a fellow wit maker, uh, him making whips and actual the nitty gritty details and technical technicalities of I use this kind of braid and this, mm -hmm. you know, this is how this many bellies and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like that kind of stuff is only a small piece of it. Uh, it's only a small piece in the greater jigsaw puzzle that is, you know, their life. And like, well, how, how in the world does someone like you get into whips? Mm -hmm. And like, well, what, tell me about your background. You know, what, what was life like growing up for you? Yeah. You know, what, what was your family like? Uh, did you get into this by accident? I mean, what sparked your interest? Yeah. Where do you see things going? I mean, it, it's there's a lot of endless possibilities. And let's, I mean, come on. Like, that's what makes people interested in stuff like that is it's not just about the whips. There's mm -hmm. a, it's part of a greater narrative. Yeah. And, and that can be fascinating. You know what I've, I've, I've learned? When you yourself meet somebody else, you know, hundreds of miles away, thousands of miles away, and they're both into this obscure, isolated thing like whip making. You you notice these little details that they do uh, in their personality or, or whatever, and you're like, "Whoa, I do that same little thing." So you really learn about yourself and other people. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, you see these little things. It's like we're alike. Yes. Just, you know, simply from the fact that we're both whip makers, sure. But deeper, you, you, you notice these little characteristics about them. And you're like, wow, I do that same thing, man. And it's, it's just really fun to, to see that unfold and to think, you know, you know we, we've got the same, somewhere along the line, we've got the same blood in us, you know? It's yeah. Like bro, it's, you know, you just, you can feel that relatability. And, yeah, you, you know, you think, oh, 
it's not just me that that does that or thinks yeah. that or yeah. approaches it, the, that, that. The more way. obscure the activity that you're both meeting up to talk about or whatever, the more you know special it is when when you find that um, little trait that mm-hmm. makes you go, "Wow, we're alike, man!" In more ways than just whip making. That's fun to find those. Yeah, I'm sure in, in within the whip making community, you're more more often than not the people who you meet are going to be people that maybe even have similar personalities to you. Yeah. I'm sure there's there's some people that are more out there and mm-hmm. you don't have a lot in common with outside of just whips. For but sure. Some, I'm sure a lot of these people, there's quite a bit more in common yeah. aside from the whips. Yeah. For example, um, a few whip maker friends say that I remind them of um, of Paul, Paul Nolan from Midwest Whips, who's mm-hmm. out in California now. And um, California is the Midwest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, used to he, be from He started in the around Midwest. Around here, right? yeah. But yeah, just things like that. Like, oh, I never thought of that. Do you know what state he was in? I think he was before? in Ohio. Ohio. Sure, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just fun. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah I think the, the whip cast is going to go well. Yeah, I'm excited um, for it, man. Yeah, anything on the on the music front or? Um. Hmm. <laughs> Learning how to use the software. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Danny and I, we, we just went 50 50 on, um, cover your ears, Apple. Uh, we went 50 50 <laughs> on, uh, on Logic Pro X. Yeah. $200, uh, digital recording software. Yeah. It's and a good program. It's a powerful program. A lot of people use it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not primarily, uh, familiar with Logic. Yeah, it's I am not me. either. You're more familiar with it than I am. The yeah, reason, not by much. <laughs> yeah, I was using a different one called Cubase on my laptop, and my laptop was so slow and wouldn't work very well anymore, so I upgraded to this um, this iMac here that you see that's much mm-hmm. faster. Unfortunately, the software I was using on the laptop is too old to be run right. on this new computer, so I was forced to get something yeah it was it was time to make a change in yeah. terms of your daws and yeah you know unfortunately most of them are kind of expensive yeah and so i threw logic out there i said hey logic is pretty affordable and especially if we go half and half i have a reason to have logic too it's logical yeah uh... it was logical <laughs> very logical yeah we're recording in logic right we now. are so yeah. if, if it sounds any different how's it sound guys let us know it's yeah it, it it'll sound different because I think I'm probably gonna gonna mix this a little bit differently than yeah. than in the past. But the fact that there's no latency, I don't remember ever it being this minimal or or none at I all. I told you, man, I adjusted the sample rate. That's why I know. But could you do that in the in the old uh, yes. in Ableton? Yeah, yeah, I just never mm-hmm. did before. Hmm. Because it was only recently that I saw a video, actually, an introduction tutorial to using Logic, uh-huh. where the person in the video said, "Here's he was." looking at the preferences section and he said so here's your sample rate if you're recording set it to the lowest possible one if you're mixing set it to the highest possible one to give your computer the most amount of time to compensate Hmm. for the plugins you're processing and Hmm. such so anyways that's that's a boring side tangent tangent it's so much less distracting though to hear you know no yeah it never it never bothered me i was always over it it, but and even now it's not like perfect latency but it's like yeah. almost perfect <laughs> yeah, i so, can't tell yeah. yeah yeah i mean i can live with it for sure yeah but yeah. getting on the uh, back on the music thing i 
I have been actually slacking off on music. Oh, it's, yeah. It's making me kind of sad, actually. Me too, in terms of writing and composing my own. Right. I'm it's definitely me, me way behind everything. the curve. But like I was saying at the top of the show, I, I want to get into business to uh, to produce music, and it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean my own. So Yeah, you're, you're currently, you've been practicing mixing some songs, and you're working on, uh, talk about the, the new, yes. the latest one, your yes. project. Yes, so uh, uh, a friend, uh, during my... My short, short-lived, I almost want to say visit because it was very short-lived. <laughs> Your stay. But my stay. That's, that's a good way to put it, yes. I was, I was searching for the right term and, and you found it. During my short stay in California while I was, uh, again, air quotes, living there. Yeah, a quarter uh, of a year, man. It, was pretty it wasn't really a quarter of a year. It was like three months. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even three full. It was like a couple weeks in August. It was like a week of August, excuse me. Excuse me. September, October, November. Yeah, I guess it was three full months. Mm. And then, just, yeah, it was basically like the equivalent of living somewhere else for a summer. Mm. It was basically that. It was like going and living a summer somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So during my time there, uh, one of the friends I made, my friend Jake, uh, he was actually uh, like, you could say a roommate, a housemate. Uh, the, the house I was living in, there was a room that was next to mine that was empty, and my friends, who were the ones who were actually renting the house, I was I was renting from them, and they wanted to get a second person in that room. So they found Jake. Jake moved in. Me and Jake became buddies. Um, you know, just even just just for Jake, I, I wish I could have stayed longer just to get to know him better and become better friends with him. Uh, that's probably one of the things I regret leaving. Uh, is Jake no no homo by the way man if you're listening to this you know <laughs> just 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 friends that's all um, but Jake is a a singer songwriter a, a musician very talented he has a just a natural God given gift for for writing songs and and writing melodies and um, he's he's a good singer and, and and he can play the guitar very well yeah he has a very unique style um, he's He's an all-in-one. You know how a lot of people like to to write songs on the piano because with your right and left hand you can play everything. Yeah, you got yeah. you can use your left hand to play cover the low end, so mm-hmm. you've got a good bass and a foundation, and you can create a rhythm. And then with your right hand, you've got your 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 main melody as well as some yeah. harmony. You know what I mean? Uh, Jake does. What's that? that I was, have not the faintest idea. What that that was, was a weird noise. Sorry about that. I don't know where that came from, but. Anyways, I digress. Uh, Jake plays the guitar like most people play the piano. Like he just plays the full, the the the, the three parts of music. He plays the the rhythm, the harmony, and the melody. He does all mm-hmm. of it. Uh, so this is a very long winded explanation. <laughs> no, that's all good. Uh, okay, so cut into the chase. Jake is making a solo album under, I believe, under the the name that his band former band was under uh, i think his former bandmates have essentially given him the blessing to say hey you know you can continue making music under this name so he is and the song that is going to be his first single uh, he shared the files with me to mix the song so i am mixing the song i'm almost done with it uh i'm not the only one who's mixing it by the way i'm in a little competition there's a few (laughs) others who i'm competing with yeah so there's absolutely zero guarantees that my mix will end up on the on the final record, but I'm I'm hoping, 
And so I'm, I'm really trying hard and I'm, I'm really focusing on, and just doing my best because like, I'm, I'm motivated to get my song on somebody, yeah. my mix, I should say, not my song. Just <laughs> dis- distinction of terms there. Yeah. Uh, to get my my mix of somebody's song on on their record, like I really really want that to happen. Yeah, because yeah. I, that's the song is going to go on my portfolio one way or another, I think. But you know, it carries a lot more weight when that song that's on your portfolio is the one that you can go listen to yeah. on Spotify. Yeah, it's like uh, I mixed this guy. Go listen to him. Right, and you know, he, he his band built up a following of a few thousand, mm-hmm. maybe four or five thousand fans. Somewhere between three and five thousand. Mm. So you know, there, there's people that are that are waiting for this music to drop, and uh, you know, it, it'll build credibility for me. I think it's going to help. It's going to be one of one thing to help jumpstart my career in mm-hmm. in mixing. Yeah, uh, in production. Yeah. So it's sounding good. You played it for me a little bit ago. These speakers, though. That we got yeah, I told these... you before I would not mix on these speakers. Now yeah, you know why. Now I know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got a couple of these. Uh, Sansui, uh, <laughs> Sansui, yeah, classic with the Q. How old are they? Are they uh, probably like nineteen eighty four? Well, eighties, yeah, probably eighties. Whoa, dude, does it say that on there? Or did you just guess that? Cause I that, just guessed. I bet. What if they are? <laughs> I bet you for some reason. Some reason, I just bet they are eighty fours. <laughs> I I know it <laughs> just because he said that. <laughs> well. We'll we'll look it up here when I'm done. Yeah, but yeah, we're these done. they're not very good. In that they're they're very big. Yeah, there's, how big are the speakers? Like ten inch. That's ten inch. Yeah, but there's so much distance between the bass and then the the high. I mean, how wide is this frame? This is like oh, dude, three like feet, <laughs> at least two and a half two and a half feet. Yeah. So you yeah, have to like, and my monitors are like probably only ten inches yeah. wide. I, mean, I think. These would be better if they were mounted way back, you know, maybe in like a, an actual studio. Mounted back so you're not so close to them because you got to like – if you move your head like six inches to the left, you're getting a whole nother spectrum of frequency. You, you know? know what these uh, speakers kind of remind me of? Have you ever seen Yamaha NS10s? I uh, may have, but I just never paid attention to the name. Hang on. Getting some weird pops and stuff. Sorry, I don't know where that interference is coming from, but – is what it is. Oh, um, yeah, I've seen those. The white cone. It just yeah. sort of reminds me of that, especially when you have them like that. Originally, these had covers on them, but I took them off to clean them one day. I was like, man, that looks a lot cooler without the covers. So I left them Just off. curious, how expensive are Yamaha NS10s? A little, little bit expensive. These were 60 bucks for the pair. Yeah. <laughs> for the pair. <laughs> That's... You, you can't beat that price wise, but you can, you can certainly beat it, beat it sound, it sound wise. wise. <laughs> yeah. We're both thinking the same yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's my, my creative endeavor is my, my creativity is in music and audio. That's that's where I'm if I have a gift, it's in that, I guess. Yeah, absolutely, um, man. It sounded really good. Thanks. I pre- I appreciate it. Yeah. But the real test is gonna be how how Jake likes it. Yeah. Because yeah. ultimately he's going to decide mm-hmm. which, which mix gets chosen and which one does not. Mm-hmm. So Jake, I'm lobbying you, brother. <laughs> Pick is he me. Gonna, is he going to like, like name all the files, like one, two, three, and four. So he doesn't have any like bias. Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> um, 
he should do a blind shootout. Yeah. I should, that's a good idea. I'm going to encourage him to, to do a blind shootout. Mm-hmm. Or I, I'm going to ask him if he was intending to or not. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that, that's a little nerve wracking. I don't know if I'm going to win in a blind shootout, man. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, maybe just don't, don't mention the blind shootout. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's like the best way to do it, but. Right. But, you know. If it decreases my chances, gotta get then, this thing on know, there. Yeah. screw it. Yeah. <laughs> The plan is to get it on there. Right. Whether it's worse or better, who cares? <laughs> yeah. yeah, who cares? Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, dude. Dude, if mine's worse, I don't care. Pick mine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow, oh, man. That's that's tough. Yeah. yeah I, I, I really do wonder, though. I'm sure, I don't I don't know. Like, I, I, I want to hear the other mixes, if they're even done yet, mm-hmm. um, of, of this song. Because I, I, I really, I just want some sort of bar to like measure myself against to Mm -hmm. see if I'm even in the same ballpark as these other guys, you know? Mm -hmm. We'll definitely mention that, that you want to hear the other mixes. Yeah. Whatever happens, you know? Right. You can see, well, why did he pick that one over mine? You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Mm. So, yes. So are we, uh, I don't know how long have we been running here? I need, I need time. I, I never can see. This tell. is this is a thing in logic where I, I. Here we go. There we are. Are you serious? There's no way. This Could, is that for real. Uh, yeah, I guess. Are you telling me we've been? No, it can't be. We've been recording almost two hours. It does not feel like two hours. There's no way. All right. Is that possible? It's time to do some picks. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. You go first. You're going to have to pull one out of your butt, right? Because you yeah. didn't think about this ahead. Jeez. Go ahead. Um, the clock is ticking. Man. Cooking videos. There you go. Yeah. That's, I, a, that's a great pick. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm the kind of guy who... If, Just if any I, cooking videos, or are we going to be a little more specific? Yeah, I've that? been watching Gordon Ramsay. You know, I've been watching his videos and, and learning a lot, actually. I'm not remembering much, but... When I watch them, I'm like, okay, that makes that makes sense. That looks good. So you do it that way. Okay. That looks good. Yeah, it yeah. looks good. <laughs> yeah. I've I've been watching a lot of his videos. I've been watching just you know, different videos on how to how to smoke salmon, how to grill salmon. Ooh. Salmon. Salmon. And and just grilling fish and stuff like that. I love that. salmon. Oh, me man. too, man. Everyone loves salmon according yeah, to Gordon right, Ramsay. Right. <laughs> I have been yeah, I didn't it's been a while since we recorded, so since the last time I've been actually fishing for salmon in trail creek which is a tributary of, of lake michigan and i've had no luck yet but other people around me are catching them so that's what makes me keep going fly fishing is what i got into i went to bass pro and dropped like close to a hundred dollars on a fly fly fishing rod and reel because i'm crazy <laughs> so that's I've been not that's that. not really a lot of money it, it's, man. it's not it's that's not. a that's a modest amount yeah to invest in a hobby yeah here's what's going to happen though here's my prediction you're going to, you're, you're going to keep getting into this hobby more and more, and, and then and, and you're going to start to actually find some success with it, uh, and you're going to keep doing not in the winter obviously, but you know when oh, the dude, weather there are there are winter run steelhead trout. I guess, but it's a it lot harder sucks. to fish in the yeah. winter. Yeah. I know you. You're not going to fish in the winter. Yeah, I probably won't. You're going to hate it. <laughs> but when the weather permits, you're going to fish, and you're going to get better at it, and you're going to get more successful, and you're going to start catching some things. I hope so. And you're going you're to get better, but there's going to come a point where you're going to run into that wall of like, oh. My equipment sucks. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, okay, I need to 
I'm at that point where if I want to go further in the world of fishing, I have to like commit more funds and time and energy yeah. into fishing. Yeah. Which means I have to, you know, distribute more into fishing and right. away and uh, I have to direct funds and time away from something else. Yeah. And you're the kind of guy who doesn't want to do that because yeah. you don't like trade-offs. You right. want to be able to have it all. Mm-hmm. So that's my prediction is w- you're going to hit that wall and yeah. then you're most likely what you've done with some other things is you just drop it or yeah. you just are content to stay at the kind of intermediate level and not go yeah. past that. I want to catch my salmon and eat it too. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, the thing is that can be enough motivation to keep you going fishing whereas like you were into blacksmithing for a little bit. Yeah. And you were you were getting pretty good, you know. You knew what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you were you you were a rookie. You were a novice, mm-hmm. and, but you, you were you were improving. Mm. And then you know, one day you just dropped it. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, you haven't gone back since. Yeah, it's it's something. And you that searched for that anvil for a I long did. time. It's, it's almost like some things that I want to do. It's almost like I get the means to do it, and I do it for a couple of weeks, and I'm like, I feel satisfied because like I did it. You know, I did it. I, I found an anvil. I got into blacksmithing and I don't necessarily feel a desire to keep going in that right now. Like, sure, I'll get the thing out, you know, now and then and use it if I want. But the fact that I found my anvil, I did some blacksmithing. I'm like, I have that, I scratched that itch. Yes. There's a satisfaction with the fact that you, yeah, you, uh, you had a fascination with something and you acted on it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny that you were mentioning like, about upgrading uh, like a fishing rod and reel. It's like, I was actually, the last time I was fishing, I ran into another guy from Felpo, actually. He's a plumber. I forgot his name. We were talking. He's like, yeah, this this uh, this reel kind of sucks, you know? And I'm like, oh, really? It looks pretty good. And I'm like, mine must really suck. And he's like, well, yeah, because <laughs> it's a starter package from Bass Pro. And he's like, this is the one you should get. I recommend you get this one, man. And he's pointing at it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. I research it when I get home. It's like a freaking $400 reel. Oh, I'm sure. Lamson Lightspeed 3 or some crazy. My guess is that like a really nice fishing rod is probably like $1,500. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. 2000 Anything, man. You can get above $1,000 like that. Like almost anything. You know, like in-ears, monitors, for example. Yeah. You know. a- a- any hobby. I, don't, I hate to even use the word hobby. Because it it seemed every time you anytime you use the word hobby, it just kind of discredits it. It's kind of a slap in the face to something to make it sound like oh, it's just a little child's play thing. Your passion. Yeah, 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 that's a better way of putting it. Either your your passion or any, you know, any any field of exciting things that you're into that Uh you're passionate about. Yeah, you can uh, you can very easily spend lots and lots of money. That's so true. Yeah. And things you Which would never Which reminds me, I have my guitar is arriving tomorrow. My oh, new guitar. I got a new guitar, guys. Nice, dude. And I spent a lot of money on it. <laughs> a lot. And good. I'm glad yeah. you did. Yeah, yeah. Your I, I won't regret it. No, you won't. But man, will it's you, will you regret to it? No. <gasps> that gives you a hint as to what kind of guitar it is. <laughs> ah. It's a Gretsch. All right, nice. on to my pick. Yours took a while. It did. <laughs> I would pick my guitar, but that's... Uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a cop-out. I need to do something that I'm into because um, I haven't even touched the guitar yet. I just know I'm going to like it. Hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to um, go with Warren Hewitt's YouTube channel, 
produced like ah, a pro. You got he's the British that. guy. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you like him. Have a so, marvelous day. Exactly. That's his. <laughs> that's his tagline. As he says, uh, you cool. know, Warren Hewitt here. And he's a British guy. Hope you're doing marvelously well. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> And then he always says, you know, have a marvelous time recording and mixing. Yeah, he's cool. He is cool. He's a really humble, down-to-earth guy and, you yeah. know, like just great personality and um, very well-accomplished well guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and his videos are interesting. He has he covers a wide range of things. It's not just for audio nerds. Some of his videos are kind of geared towards people that are n- kind of esoteric, nerdy audio knowledge mm-hmm. where he's doing um, – you know, mixed videos. He's like, you know, here's how I work on a lead vocal or this or that or the other. But he does a lot of things like studio tours and interviews where the interviews are really cool because they're very philosophical and they're just fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it usually includes some bit of studio tour, but hmm. not much. So, yeah, I would recommend Produce Like a Pro if you're wanting to produce like a pro, you know, go yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I found Make sure it to you be, have a marvelous day, though. Yeah, and have a, have a marvelous day on the way out. Yeah. I've found it to be tremendously helpful for for myself. So. I, I just find them, for somebody who does a lot less mixing than you do, I, I just find it, like, entertaining. I really enjoy when he, he meets up with a, an owner of a studio and they go through. and Like the one where they're, they're yeah. looking through the mic drawers, this whole room of, like, vintage mics. That was at, at Blackbird. Blackbird yeah. Studio in Nashville, Tennessee. That was really impressive. I that was an impressive facility. Yeah. yeah it was. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was a fun interview because they toured the facility and they they talked about, you know, like I said, philosophical things and, mm-hmm. um, you know, contrary to popular belief, you know, people that are engineers, they don't just sit around and talk about, you know, audio, like wavelengths and compressors yeah. and yeah. you know they actually talk about music yeah, <laughs> they right. do yeah, they love music it. i love music so yeah uh yeah so that's my that's my pick and uh man we've been going a while so i cannot believe that man that's like I, time warp yeah i swear no kidding maybe an hour that's what i was thinking yeah i thought it was like an hour and 15 that's possibly unbelievable. and we're over two hours that's insane all right well cool that was a good little episode to to come back with. I know it's been a while. Uh and you know, when I finally I'm still not even like fully caught up with other things that are happening in uh my business life, hmm. work life, I guess I'll say. Uh so once I feel like I'm kind of caught up again, uh I will try to arrange some some interviews again, get some, some contact some friends of mine who I think would be some good guests and we can have some more substantive conversations cuz these conversations Guys, you know, just we're we're being we're being candid here. Like this is me and Nick talk about this stuff when we're just sitting and like no one else is around. Yeah. Uh, among other things, but this is typically what a conversation would would look like and sound like. So that's what we're sharing with you. Uh, not gonna, I'm not gonna like fret or stress over like, oh well, was that like a compelling conversation with a over with an overarching theme? Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. So mm-hmm. what? You know, no pressure. Yeah. No more pressure anymore. So I feel so much freer and lighter that I don't have to put pressure on myself when we go to record these things. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure, man. All right. Like I said, hoping to get one of these a month out. But if that doesn't happen, then oh well. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But until then, we're going to catch you 
next time. See you guys. Bye.